0: This podcast contains sensitive content, which some may find disturbing. Information shared here should not be construed as medical advice. If you or someone you love needs help with trauma, chronic pain, or anything else we discuss here, please seek out a medical professional. All resources shared are for entertainment purposes only. All content represents the opinions of Kim and Anna and any special guests and do not necessarily reflect the positions of any organizations they work for. This is not ideal, but we're going with it. A mother-daughter podcast about chronic pain, trauma,
1: mental illness, and more. Kim is a trauma therapist and certified addiction counselor who lives in Pennsylvania, USA. And her daughter, Anna, is a scoliosis sufferer and trauma survivor living in the tropical north of Australia. Join us each week as they discuss topics from their life experiences. Welcome to the show.
0: Hello and welcome. This is Not Ideal, but we're going with it, the podcast. I'm Kim, and I'm the mom.
1: And I'm Anna. I'm the daughter. And you know what I never realized about that intro is that part of it, it goes, I'm <laughs> a podcast about trauma, chronic pain, mental illness, and more. It sounds like you're winning a prize. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, it's interesting because as I was listening to the intro and he said, this is not ideal, but we're going with it. And I felt like, you know what? It really is. Definitely. Today, for sure, it is not ideal and we're definitely going with it anyway. So
1: people. Just barely. For those of you who are curious, this is our second take. Our first take ended extremely abruptly with no warning at all.
0: and it, so this is how i was going
1: i was in the middle of saying something suddenly i see the recording stop entirely and mom goes you don't want to be here let's just not do this today you
0: yawn okay because
1: it's 10 30 a.m oh. in the morning and yeah i yawned i was still kind of i every once in a while person yawns it's the same as sneezing uh-huh. my word mm. and I she know, just she shut it right off i was like what is going on
0: anyway yawning i it- Sometimes I'm a little more sensitive to yeah. yawning. You had a visceral then reaction to my yawn. I and did. I, I did. I, yeah. I pressed stop immediately nah, and thought. Hmm.
1: Did, which was a shame because we were already about, you know, 10 minutes into a good episode. But that's all right.
0: You're right. We'll
1: try to remake it for you guys now.
0: Listen, we told the listeners we would be doing our friend podcast this week or this episode, but that's not what you're getting, listeners. Today, it's true. you are just getting Anna and I doing an exercise that's intended to help you figure out, well, if I can't use my unhealthy coping to feel safe, what do I do? And so this is one training. This isn't therapy, but this is a training that we're gonna give you on how to do and it's totally optional, of course, as is everything. You do stay. You're locked in now, baby. Only only Anna has to stay without yawning, but everybody else can <laughs> yawn as much as they want. What we're going to talk about tonight is something that's going to help you figure out what your boundaries actually are. Because you probably hear a lot about the importance of boundaries, but you might not know what's the difference between boundaries and just keeping people away from you. <laughs> and so this is a helpful exercise you can do to understand what your boundaries are versus what other people's boundaries are. And also to understand the difference between your internal boundaries, which is how you treat yourself and your external boundaries, which is how you perceive whether someone else is safe or whether you need to speak up and use your voice based on what your external boundaries are. So anything else you want to say about boundaries in general, Anna? Um, Just
1: that sometimes other people perceive your boundaries as you being rude. And the only thing I have to say about that is that doesn't matter.
0: I think that is a good point that sometimes uh, that can be tough for trauma survivors, especially if they keep themselves safe by keeping people happy with them. Yeah. So it can be really hard to disappoint someone or to use your no when you know the other person wants you to say yes. Yeah. Yeah healthy intimacy and really good attachment with another person happens between two fully boundaried people that are boundaried in healthy ways, not rigidly boundaried, not codependently boundaried. And so we can talk more about that as we get into it. But first, we're going to start by figuring out what each of our core values are. So those are your top 10 most important to you as an individual values. And so we have a little exercise for you to try out. What you're going to do is you're going to go to Google and look up values card sort PDF. And this is a tool that's on public domain it's called the Personal Values Card Sort. The very first thing you should see is a PDF that is a bunch of rectangles. So Anna, do you do you see that where you are right now? Yes.
1: Yeah, all the different values in the little in the little rectangles. Yeah.
0: Personal Values Card Sort by WR Miller. So once you're there, you should just have three columns, three choices: important to me, very important to me, or not important to me. So are you at that one, Anna? Um, yes. Okay. So what you're going to do first is you're going to print all those out. It's 9 pages. If If you don't have a printer or don't want to use all that ink, you can do the exercise without printing them out. And Anna's going to do that. And I'm going to do the... Because
1: I'm cheap and I don't got that money for (laughs) printer ink.
0: (laughs) So what Anna's going to do is instead of...
1: I care about my mental health, but I also care about not having to go downstairs and buy printer ink.
0: What Anna's going to do, she has a piece of paper in front of her and she's going to write at the top of her paper. And again, you can pause the podcast if you want to get yourself set up. Either print this whole thing out, which is nine pages, and then you're going to cut all these rectangles out. And if you don't want to do that, get a piece of paper at the top. You're going to put... Important to me, very important to me, not important to me. So have you done that, Anna?
1: Um, You only just now gave me the instructions.
0: Oh, so, well, go ahead and
1: do it. Important to me, I've got. That uh-huh. is in the middle. And then uh-huh. very
0: important.
1: What are you, are you scratching butter on toast? What are you doing?
0: <laughs> this is me cutting, Anna. Uh-huh. I'm cutting out my personal value. So those of us who printed it... Have to cut all of them out.
1: Very important to me.
0: And then I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you guys what to do too. You're going to take those. Do you have yours written out, Anna?
1: All values are just the columns.
0: No, just the columns. Or something I feel like I'm in a law exam.
1: Not important to me. <laughs> yes, I have the Sorry. columns written out. Yes.
0: Okay, now, Anna, what you're going to do, because you're leading all the people that decided not to use, not to get a printer ink cartridge, you're going to go through all the words, Uh every single word, and you're just going to decide, is that important to me? very important to me or not important to me. And you're only going to write down all the ones that are very important to me.
1: What if there are like a bunch in very important to me? Is there a certain limit that we can only put a certain number? Well,
0: you're going to do this first. I'm going to, once you have that done, once you've gone through every single one, then I'm going to give you the next and the listeners, I'm going to give the next step. For those of you who are cutting out with me, go ahead and cut all of the rectangles out, and then you're going to take the three rectangles that say very important to me, important to me, and not important to me, and you're going to put those at the top of your table. The one question I get in doing this is how do I know the difference between important to me and very important to me? And I I always say that's a really good question. So this is a way you can figure it out because a lot of us who are going through overwhelming times, we might have a core value, but we might not be living in alignment with it right now. Mm. It could still be a core value. And the way you determine if it's important or very important to me is, is it something I find really attractive when it's lived out in another human? And is it something that I really highly value in my own self when I am living in alignment with it? Okay. Mm. So that's one way to determine if it's important to me, but then How do I figure out if it's very important or just important? And the way you do that is think about if you were trapped with somebody on a desert island for a year and the value was something.
1: (laughs) I want to be clear about that. (laughs)
0: So let's say you're on a desert island with somebody and let's say Uh you're trying to figure out is like recycling, if that's one, if is that it's important to me, but is it very important to me? So the question would be, if the person on the desert island with you was really against that value, would that drive you crazy or not? Like honesty, maybe versus recycling. If I've got both of those and I can't figure out which one's very important and which one's just important recycling maybe, for me anyway, would go under important because it wouldn't bother me as much if the person was not really in alignment with recycling, but it would bother me if they weren't in alignment with honesty. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think the most helpful analogy that you've used so far though was just
1: is it an attribute that when I see in other people, I'm like inspired by that and I want to be that. I cuz for me that definitely Right. Helped.
0: Well, that's going to help you figure out that it's important to me, but I the, I guess the question that I sometimes get is how do you determine between important to me and very important to me? Anna, can you share how you would do that?
1: Yeah, I would say if I lost an important to Me attribute, would I become depressed?
0: Oh, that's because if
1: I lost a very important to me attribute, I would definitely become depressed. Okay, but if it was just an important, I think I could probably just get on with my life and be like, All right, well, it's fine. I'll that's helpful.
0: Okay, so basically, what you're gonna do, what we're gonna do now, and Anna and I are doing it too. Anna's gonna go through all the words, okay, and she's gonna put them in her three different columns. Hmm. I'm going to go through the cards and I'm going to put them in my three different columns. And then when we both have a stack under very important to me, we're going to do the next step. So ready to go?
1: Okay, so we're not allocating all of them. We're only stopping on the ones that are very important. For
0: you, you're only writing down when you get to one that's very very important to you, right? Okay. And you'll notice, Anna, there is a space at the end for extra value. Yeah. If there's something that you're not seeing there, you can always add your own in. Okay. Okay.
1: Here we go. Number one, acceptance to be accepted as I am. Is that very important to me? No, not really. I don't really care what people think of me. (laughs) All right. Accuracy to be accurate in my opinions and beliefs. Is that very important to me? No, I don't think so. (laughs) I can defend my beliefs even if they aren't accurate. Wait.
0: What accuracy, Anna, is definitely a very important value for well, you?
1: I feel like it's not a great exercise if you're making me put in the values. <laughs> I feel like accuracy is important, but not very important. Okay. Fitness, not important to me. It's important to me okay. that everybody hears that fitness is not okay. Important. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, loved. Absolutely. Now, this is important. There's both loved and loving. They're mm-hmm. ne- right next to each other. Loved to be loved by those close to me, and loving to give love to others. I'm putting love okay. in my uh, in my very important. And I just
0: want to uh, say a shout out for the people who are doing the cards. What you're going to find is some of them feel like they go together. So, for example, contribution and challenge feel like they go together. So I've got them side by side on my table under the very important. I'll probably go with contribution, knowing that challenge is folded into that definition. They don't have to have contribution and challenge. Does that make sense, Anna? Mm-hmm. You know, one word might be better defined by both of the words. You don't have to use both, okay? Okay, sounds good.
1: Now I'm moving on. The next one I'm putting in my very important to me is passion, to have deep feelings about ideas, activities, mm-hmm. or people.
0: You got all your very importance? Yeah, I think I'm done. Hopefully you have a pile under your very important column. And the first step is to break that pile down into 20. So if you have more than 20, that's okay. Just limit it to 20. So go through and get rid of any that you have that are more than 20. How many How many do you have in that very important to me category, Anna? I think I have 18. Oh, okay. So you're good. You don't have to break it down anymore. Okay. I, I'll read mine. I have less than 18. Um, I have faithfulness, acceptance, loving, honesty. And now, what I'm doing, if you have the cards, is I'm laying all the words out in front of me, okay? So I can take a good look at them caring, humor, challenge, contribution. Spirituality, intimacy. I picked intimacy instead of romance, although romance is important to me, but I'm getting rid of romance. Intimacy, I feel like, encapsulates more than just romance, creativity, knowledge, health, forgiveness, and family. What's your list? Let's hear yours.
1: Okay. Mine are adventure, Mm -hmm. attractiveness, Mm -hmm. achievement, freedom, Mm. humor, intelligence, loved, leisure, passion, sexuality solitude, leadership, pleasure, spirituality, excitement, nonconformity,
0: friendship, intimacy, and fun. Mm, Beautiful. Okay. Now, uh, listeners and Anna, we're going to take how many ever we have either 20 or less. And we're going to break that pile down into 10. So go ahead and now take some time and figure out which ones are the best 10 out of your pile that you've got here.
1: Okay. So I'm wondering, what do we do if there's something that we really want to be important to us, but really, if we're being honest with ourselves, we know that it's probably in the important to me category and not the really important to me category.
0: That's a really good point. If you really want it to be important to you and you're not living in alignment with it, it may be a core value. If you just think it should be important to you because someone else thinks it should be, that's probably just an important to me, not really okay. mine. I
1: think I have mine figured out. Yeah.
0: What, what did you think?
1: I have adventure. Mm-hmm. Love a good adventure. Attractiveness, freedom. Very important to me. Uh, intelligence, loved, passion, uh, sexuality, solitude, having time by myself. Love that. Guess which parent I got that from? (laughs) Nonconformity. And then the last one I'm torn between spirituality and intimacy. Because I reckon intimacy could also cover intimacy with the Lord that I believe in. Hmm. Whereas spirituality doesn't necessarily cover intimacy with the people the Lord has put in my life. Does that make sense?
0: You can make these definitions, whatever okay, makes so I'm sense gonna, to I'm you. I'm going to
1: scratch out spirituality and I'm going to do intimacy for my last one. And that covers intimacy okay. with other people, mm-hmm. uh, with my loved ones and also with, uh, with the Lord.
0: Okay, great. I've got mine. Ouch. Oh. Okay. Here are mine. Not in, not in order. Challenge, humor, creativity, knowledge, loving, health, family, faithfulness, and contribution. So, oh, what we're going to do now. You're a saint. What we're going to do now.
1: <laughs> mine are all. Mine are all. It's important to me that I have fans <laughs> and that I'm good looking
0: and,
1: yeah. <laughs> and that my life well, is fun.
0: <laughs> listen. It just depends on what your values are. Okay, now. I swear. What you want to do is take your top 10 and order them in order of importance from 1 to 10. So now out of these 10, you've got to give a top value. That's number 1. And then all the way down to number 10. So ready? And you can press pause and come back here. And we will go on to the next step. So what are your top 10, Anna? Why don't you give us number 1? Nonconformity. What's your number 1? Faithfulness. Let me ask you this, Anna. Give us your definition of nonconformity.
1: Being unique, not being a dime a dozen.
0: I love it. And can you give me an example of a person who embodies that value in a way you find attractive? And you might be the example you're thinking of.
1: I'm going to be real with you. I am the example I'm thinking of. Okay. I am. Because here's the thing. I'm very, non- I'm very non-conforming. Yes. Yeah. From yes. From a very young age, I've been very non-conforming. Mm. And I have you to thank for that because you were the one who set me up with a very unique childhood and you Aww. gave me a diving board from which to uh, jump into a very non-conforming life.
0: Mm. Tell me the difference between how nonconformity is embodied in your life and how you're not just automatically doing the opposite of what people think you should. You know what I mean? Like a value, it can't just be a reaction.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Okay. So I have examples of nonconformity that, that pretty much anybody could see. The way that I pursue nonconformity in my life is that whenever I come to a crossroads in my life and I have, there's a fork in the road. I got two choices for where I could go. I really try to always pick the road less traveled because I always feel like I, I know what the likely outcome of the road more traveled is going to be.
0: The value of nonconformity is a little tough because it's almost like an anti-value a little bit. It's like against something.
1: No, uh, here's the thing. I think that nonconformity embodies several of the values I care about. Courage. Mm-hmm independence, uh, just the ability to, to stay true to yourself, even when everybody else tells you that something is a really bad idea.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Looking at the other list
1: of my values, nonconformity plays a role in every single one of the other,
0: hmm. every
1: single one of the other ones. And, I, and I'm looking at them right now. And I can tell you exactly how. Yeah. So Should I move on to my second one? Yes. All right. My second one is sexuality. Okay. Do we want to go
0: into that one at all or would you rather move on? (laughs) I'm happy to go into it, but we don't have to. That's a good, that's a good point. Let's go on to number three. (laughs) Um, Are you sure you don't
1: want to know how nonconformity plays a role in my pursuit of sexuality?
0: Positive. Positive. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> this is a family-friendly show, even though we give it an explicit rating. Yeah, it is not. It's, like, it's
1: explicit. I could go into all true. kinds of, of, of why that's <laughs> in my top value.
0: Again, in an ideal world, how do you live that value out? That's
1: a good question. So I believe, first of all, that having a healthy sex life is one of the pillars of having a healthy marriage. And obviously, there are exceptions to every rule. But in general, I would say that it's very
0: important. And we don't have to go into any more details about that one. but I <laughs> will
1: well, number- give you
0: details <laughs> no thanks no thanks number three i'm just kidding
1: talk about non-conformity how about a 26 year old daughter talking to her mom on a public podcast about her sex life
0: <laughs> okay number
1: three adventure Adventures for me, which I absolutely love. I'll take an adventure any day
0: of the week. And in terms of a person that I think lives adventure, it's not a person who likes adventure. It's a person who embodies this value in a way that you find satisfying, fulfilling, connective, and inspiring.
1: Yeah, and I hear you for sure.
0: So they have to embody. I know. I'm trying to
1: think of one of any literary characters. With whom I've fallen in love because of their adventurous spirit.
0: Well, Mr. Toad. How about Mr. Toad? No, Mr. Toad <laughs> never left the never left the <laughs> the willows. What? Yes, he did. He got arrested driving.
1: You know who I love in uh, in terms of adventure is um, SpongeBob. No, SpongeBob. No, Elizabeth Bennett in oh, Elizabeth Bennett? Yeah, because she's about about a victim of the patriarchy. Talking about nonconformity and also. Let
0: me get this on the record. I love the patriarchy. Objectify me or bust. Anna, you just got so close to your microphone. It just like, it sounded like you swallowed it. (laughs) Listen. I felt like you said that sentence. I was inside your esophagus. (laughs) The
1: example of an adventurous person Uh whose spirit I love is... Mrs. Boss from the movie Australia. Nicole Kidman's character. (laughs) Mrs. Boss. Mrs. Boss to try to settle down her husband's cattle farm that has like been blown to the four corners of the earth. And she's got to partner up with Hugh Jackman. But then Hugh Jackman's, all of his cowboys disappear. And then... Guess who comes and is like, you know what? I'm going to be the freaking cowboy is Mrs. Boss, who's like, she's got no idea what she's doing, but she's like, put me on a horse. I'll freaking do it.
0: Wow. So again, everybody, those of you doing this exercise, hopefully you have your top 10 and hopefully you're thinking of... Different people, even if you can't think of a different person for each of your top 10, it's just sort of interesting to go through the exercise of thinking, how do I appreciate this value embodied in a human? Because we're not just doing like something philosophical. The reason it helps to think of how you appreciate it embodied in a human is because you are a human. (laughs) And so you need to make sure this value really is one of your core values. And so this is the point where you might realize, oh, that is actually not now that I think about it being lived out as a human that's not my core value that someone else's etc does that make sense mm-hmm. that makes sense okay so you have nonconformity, number one your number two value sexuality your number three value adventure and what's your number four
1: freedom and let me tell you something mm. freedom can I give you instead of giving you a person can I give you a moment sure that embodies it mm-hmm. so people often ask me what was the happiest moment in your life mm. and normally when you ask somebody what's the happiest moment in your life they'll either say the day they got married or the day they have their kid that's typical. Typically, how it goes. Mm -hmm. However, in the interest of my non-conformity value, that's not to say that I didn't love my wedding and that I, you know, that my husband is not definitely one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life. But if I had to pin down the happiest moment in my life thus far, it would be, I was 17 years old. It was when I took my very first international flight on my own, boarded it in Los Angeles, showed up in brisbane international airport here in australia i stepped off the plane Mm. stepped into the airport turned around and there were the floor-to-ceiling windows and there were all these palm trees there Mm. and i turned around and i looked at those palm trees and i realized that i was ten thousand miles away from where i had just left you know 30 hours earlier Mm. and i thought to myself this is it i'm free
0: wow Your childhood must have been very conforming.
1: My childhood was (laughs) idyllic. My adolescence was mostly miserable. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. (laughs)
1: But that's not not your fault. Mm. And I just... Remember, looking at those palm trees and looking at like the disgusting tarmac of Brisbane airport and just thinking, this is it. I'm out. I got out. Mm. And how rare Mm -hmm. for somebody my age to actually make it out and not just to make it out, but to make it this far out. It's not like I moved to Ohio, you know, like I'm gone, gone Mm -hmm. and I'm free and my life could be anything I want it to be. And that's the moment that I associate with freedom.
0: I like that. Yeah. The problem is for it to be a value that we use with this exercise, it needs to be being embodied, not something that happens to you, but something that exists in you. So can you describe it as yeah. being lived out? Yeah,
1: let me give you another. Okay, Moana, when she gets on the sailboat and finally leaves her little island, and she's singing that song. No one knows how far I'll
0: go. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure there are heaps so, of other examples. That's just the first one
1: that came to mind. Yeah. Well,
0: you're giving us examples of women who... Who went out and got free. But I'm wondering, how do you navigate this day to day?
1: Not just an example of the thing occurring. You're wanting an embodiment of what it looks like every day.
0: Yes, it's a value. If it's in your core values, it's something that will come into play every single day. It's impacting every one of your decisions, it's impacting how you view the world, it's impacting how you negotiate. Okay, that's
1: excellent. I think I already gave that for Nonconformity and Sexuality. For Adventure, though, I'll give a quick recap. I try to always, in my brain, be ready for new adventure. And even not even huge adventures... But even last minute plans with friends, if they're like, hey, want to come with me to do this random thing? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go freaking figure it out.
0: Something that I would I find interesting is you have nonconformity, adventure, and you have freedom. And I wonder if all three of those are actually one value. What do you think? No?
1: I think that freedom and adventure could definitely be combined. I don't okay. think nonconformity could be combined because nonconformity okay. is something that even when I'm not having a moment of freedom or a moment mm-hmm. of adventure, I still am determined to not conform. Even if I'm absolutely miserable and feeling trapped, I'll still try to embody nonconformity.
0: And nonconformity basically meaning f- for you, it's not being pressured by what is the norm, right? Uh yeah. Okay. Is that a yawn? No. Okay, so the next <laughs> one I have is intimacy. And that's not gonna go under
1: sexuality? No. I think intimacy is definitely different from sexuality.
0: Okay, great. So give me your top five so far.
1: Nonconformity, sexuality, adventure, freedom, and intimacy. So
0: then you want to go back through and we're going to make some statements about each of your values to show the difference between where you are today and how you want to be more in alignment with this value next year. Oh. So your first one was what? Nonconformity. Okay.
1: What if you feel like you've already mastered it?
0: Usually with all of your values... There is some area to still grow in unless you are under the delusion of perfectionism, (laughs) in which case you might want to rethink it. But there's always usually a way to grow. So thinking about in one year, Anna, what do you want to be said about you after having one year of growing more in alignment with nonconformity? Instead of saying in one year, I hope to be, I want you to say it. I am... And then say the rest of the sentence for nonconformity. And I'm typing it up for you.
1: So it has to be from my perspective, I am?
0: Yeah, so it's I am, but it needs to be something that isn't true about you right now, but something that you desire to grow into in the coming year.
1: Okay. Oh, that's tough because I really do feel like there's not a whole lot of room for improvement on the non-conformity scale, but...
0: Here's some ways to think about it. It could be something like I've written an article addressing this conformist principle or, you know, or I've confronted... Oh, I
1: see. So it doesn't have to just be how I've worked on myself. It can also be something like that I've done that helps me feel like the value is being furthered in the world. Yes. Okay. In that case, I have it right now. All right. I have successfully... Guided my dear friend who has social anxiety into a life of no longer caring at all what other people think he should do.
0: Mm. Keep going. You need three sentences at least for each one.
1: Oh my gosh, three?
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. um, Let me read you back your first sentence and then you give me the second one. I have successfully guided my dear friend with social anxiety into a life of no longer caring at all what other people think he should do. Or B. What does it else? Have
1: to else? Does my second statement have to follow that one? No.
0: Well, it just—it's anything in the coming year you want to be able to be true in this area. You need to know where you're going with each of your core values.
1: Okay, I have the next one. I have the because, next one because if you distract me, I'm, I'm going to lose it.
0: Okay, go ahead. <laughs>
1: crap i've already lost it good then then let me finish fast enough
0: i tried (laughs) i tried i genuinely tried the reason is because sometimes if your no is not based on protecting a yes it's more difficult to say no. Does that make sense? If your yes is because these three these three sentences are important to you for this year, then it's easier to say no to things that would keep you from reaching your goals for your growth. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, next.
1: Oh, it's hard. I can't believe you need three of these. I have developed skills that are not able to be found in any more than 1% of the population. wow
0: Wow! what are those skills
1: (laughs) what are they i think there's a lot of whittling
0: there's there's more than one percent of whittlers
1: Uh yodeling in the traditional way
0: let me help you with this next sentence Uh i have developed a unique skill that i employ how would you finish that sentence (laughs)
1: Said you were gonna help me with
0: it, because <laughs> um, you've got to tell me how you want to employ this unique skill or what this unique skill has to do for you. I have developed a unique skill that helps me. What?
1: Uh, exert my superiority over the rest of the body. No, that's
0: superiority. That's a different value. Well, maybe I should combine them. Nonconformity really is a hard value. I have developed a unique skill that enables me to. Well,
1: how about we move se- on to sexuality, and I'll give you three sentences about that. A-
0: <laughs> we will, but we have to get a third sentence for nonconformity. I have okay. developed a unique skill that enables me to. Like, how does this is a good question? How does nonconformity benefit you?
1: Because so many people these days are completely content with the prescribed life that is actually miserably unhappy. So by breaking away from it, by having the courage to break away from it, you're actually drastically increasing your chances at contentment and satisfaction throughout your lifespan.
0: There you go. Okay. So I have developed a unique skill that enables me to enjoy a different and more satisfactory life. A different and more satisfying life?
1: Sure. That's actually interesting. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. That's interesting.
0: And then third sentence. Oh my gosh.
1: We still have another one left.
0: Uh. You've helped a friend. You've developed a unique skill. And I found a way to monetize my nonconformity. I have. I love it. I have found a way to make money, right? Monetize. Yeah. To
1: monetize my nonconformity. Whether that be writing a book.
0: We might want to say I have taken significant steps in monetizing
1: this value
0: my yeah this value monetizing
1: fingers crossed we don't have that same third sentence for the next value (laughs) <laughs> Why don't you give us one of yours and give us some sentences how a true therapist would do it? Because I feel like I'm kind of floundering
0: here. No, you're not floundering. You're doing great. And it is re- It is a really hard part of the exercise. Okay, I have sentences, but the ones I'm ready to read are not my first value. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I'll read is on humor. That's number one, two, three, four, five. That's number six. Mm-hmm. I got it. I don't know if I've given you my list yet. So I'll just give you my 10 just in case I don't have that here somewhere. Okay. Number one, faithful two family, three health, four contribution, five knowledge, oh, six creativity, seven humor, eight challenge, nine, I kind of snuck two together, connection slash intimacy, and then 10 beauty. So those are all my values. I need to do all of these things that we've been doing. Think about a person, talk that through with another person, because that's how you figure out what is it that I love about this value? How is it lived out? How does it impact me and then thinking about like how do I want it to impact me what we're doing right now thinking about the future how am I growing how am I out of alignment in alignment all that yeah absolutely and then finally we're going to after we do these sentences we're going to visualize our boundary by drawing a big circle which is our external boundary how we experience the external world and navigate and negotiate things and then our internal boundary how we treat ourselves that kind of thing so okay my sentences are I have written out a one-hour script of stand-up comedy nice i have participated in three open mic comedy clubs Ah. and i have
1: why don't you say monetize i found a way to monetize my humor mm,
0: i'll do the same yeah i have taken at least one significant step towards making money doing comedy How's that?
1: That's great. And you know what could meet both of our steps in that mm. department is monetizing this podcast. Leave us comments below if you'd be willing to pay uh. for this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so... Here's the thing, when you get through all 10, you write out these statements for all 10, and then you want to start each day and read those sentences out loud, okay? And also you consider the people who really embody these values. You may even want to reach out to these people and ask them questions about how did you get to the place where this is being lived out in your life in a way that is so attractive or looks so honoring or motivating or whatever and you begin to understand mm-hmm. so if you take you make a draw a big circle and then a little circle inside of it the big circle write all your values outside the big circle so for you Anne, it would be nonconformity, sexuality
1: so non-conformity okay mm-hmm. sexuality adventure freedom intimacy passion being loved
0: solitude intelligence and attractiveness beautiful okay. now I want you to imagine a person who you had a difficult time with recently like in the last seven days mm-hmm. I've got them ask yourself where was whatever they were doing where was that putting pressure on thy boundary <clears throat> interesting I would say solitude. okay so now what you need to be always aware of is if we don't use our assertive voice to protect that part of our boundary, it can cause a boundary violation. Mm-hmm. So for example, some of us maybe had people that yelled a lot in our lives and so if if one of our core values is, is peacefulness or solitude, there might have been a, a boundary violation there which would put a gap in your boundary and then it's not enough just to get that person back outside your boundary you have to actually heal up your boundary you have to do things to regain solitude to regain peacefulness and so that's where therapy is helpful because i've got to figure out how to heal that gap because if i don't have a fully consistent impregnable impregnable but i think there's a simpler word than that but anyway we're
1: not here for simplicity we are here For
0: intelligence, which is the ninth of my 10
1: core values.
0: There are some times where the pressure the person is putting on the boundary is not in any way in danger of violating my boundary, but there are some times when I can just tell either I need to remove myself or I need to use my assertive voice or this is going to cause a problem for me. Does that make sense? Yes. So sometimes what people have is they have gaps in their boundary that have never gotten healed, and this is where I can accidentally use my career or earning money or a substance or something to fill that gap instead of the hard work of healing the gap in the boundary. Mm. These are not walls. These are just clear demarcations between where I end and the rest of the world begins. And the same is true so that the internal circle, how I treat myself, is made up of the exact same values as my external circle. So any questions on that? What are your thoughts? No questions. And thank you for the TED Talk. What are you taking away or what what was new for you? Being able to narrow down
1: things that prima facie I would have said, that's definitely very important to me. But then once I actually look at it a little closer, I realize, actually, I think that'd probably just be in the important to me category and not in the very important to me category. Also, it was eye-opening to realize that nonconformity was the topmost value in my life.
0: Yeah, that is, that is really interesting.
1: And it also explains a lot.
0: And it can be really helpful when you get really upset about something it's probably because whatever they're doing is putting pressure on one of my core values.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting.
0: As well. Something less upsetting is probably an important value. And of course, something not upsetting, but maybe just annoying is just not important to me. Hmm. So just because someone's behavior doesn't upset someone else, but it does upset you is because you have different core values than other people. So knowing what yours are helps you understand yourself and the world and navigate the world and use your no and also give intelligent yeses. You can't just say yes to everything. Yeah, absolutely. I've got 10 paragraphs of plans for growing in all of these ways. So I can't just say yes to everything that comes my way. It needs to align with one of my core values. Okay, that's the end. We are going to wrap it up. Anything else you want to say, Anna? No, that's all. Bye. Thank you guys so much for being here and we will see you next time. Thank
1: you guys for joining us today. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Anna and Kim on the new series, Not Ideal, but we're going with it. Also, check out their new website at www.notideal.com Yeah.